Today's year is Masech the Yavamis, Daflam and Beis. We will begin on Daflam and Aleph on the Beis at the Mishnah towards the bottom of the Amid. It says the Mishnah, Shalosh, Shloisha, Achim, there were three brothers, Nesu and Shalosh, Nechroyos. Reuven, Shimon, and Levi married three women who are not related to each other. Umeis, Echemahem, and and one of them died. That means Reuven's wife, Sarah, Ruben died, and his wife Sarah fell to Yibam to Shimon and Levi. Vasaba Mimer, and Shimon did Mimer in Ruben's wife. And as we keep on repeating in our Shurim, Chazal encouraged that Mimer should be done. Tysus also points out that even though Amishta speaks about the three brothers married to three women who are not related to each other, the same halacha that we're learning in the Mishnah would apply if two of the brothers were married to not to women who are not related to each other, and the third woman, and the third brother is not married at all. So here we have that Ruvain died, and one of the brothers, let's say Shimon, did mimer in Ruvain's widow Sarah, or Mace, and then Shimon passes away for, for without children. So, so Shimon's wife and Ruvain's wife now fall to Levi. The Lach is Haray Elu. These two wives, Chaltzus are only candidates for Chalitza, not for Yibam. And the reason is Shenemar, because the pasuk says in the parish of Yibam, Omeis Echemahem Yavama Yava Leha. We learn from here Shalei Zikas Yavam Echad when there's one Zika. Is, there's a din of Yibam, so what happened here was that Ruvain's wife is coming to to Levi now with the Zik of two Yivamim. One is she's the widow of Ruvain. And also, since Shimon had done Maimer in her, so she's also somewhat, as we keep on learning in Amasech, the power of Maimer, somewhat considered Shimon's wife. The halacha of Yibam only applies when someone comes with the zika of one wife, not of one husband, not when the zika of two husbands. And since the halacha is, so that's the case. So therefore, she can't have Yibam, or she can't have Yibam. She only has chalitza. And therefore, the other wife, who's now who's considered, as we often discuss, a Tsaris erva, could also only be a candidate for chalitza and not yibam. That's the way we're going to explain this this halacha. And as the Ritva says, that the only time Chazal made this gzera, given the way we explained, it's very understandable. Chazal only made this gzera in a situation where Shimon had done mimer with Ruvain's widow, Sarah. But if Shimon had not even done Mimer with Sarah's, with, with Sarah, then the halacha would be very different. Because since he had not done Mimer under those, under those circumstances, then she only is, the two separate women. One is coming from Ruvain, and one is coming from Shimon. And Levi would have could do two separate yibums with these two separate with the with the two widows. Shimon, Shimon disagrees with the Tanakama. Shimon's opinion is that Miyabim Shimon holds that he's not 
that confident in understanding what Mimer accomplishes. So if Mimer makes the wife into a full-fledged wife, so they're both wives of Shimon. Since they're both wives of Shimon, you could, like in any situation, do Yibum in one of the wives. If, if she's not considered at all Shimon's wife, so then she's still the Amona of Ruvain. If she's still the Amona of Ruvain, so each one, as we just said, has a separate Chiv Yibum. So therefore, he does Yibum in one of them, and I'll do Chalitza in the second wife. The Gemara, the Masech the Gitten, that Pei Beis of a Beis teaches us that it's possible to have one woman to be married to two men. That means Ruvain married a woman and he made a Tanai. He made a Tanai in the Kedushin that the Kedushin should be valid for the entire world except vis-a-vis Shimon. So that Shimon should still be allowed to be married to her. And now Shimon went and married this woman. So the Aloha the Gemara Masech the Gittin says that if she she is halachically considered Midaraisa married to two men, and if they both die without children, so she's coming from two different houses. She has the Zika of two houses. The Torah says that she's not a candidate for Yibam. Because as we learned in the Mishnah, Says the Gemara, if the Tanakhama holds that in such a case, we, if the Tanakhama is of the opinion that a mimer is a full-fledged marriage, so zika shnei so the reason in the according to the Tanakhama, in the case we identified, she doesn't have yibum is mukadaraisa. Because Midaraisa, there is no chi of yibum when she comes from two different homes. So chalitza namli tabayu. The the Torah says that such a woman is at, is exempt from the parish of yibum. In this case, she's coming from her first husband and a second husband. Says the Gemara Ella, we have to say that the Tanakam is agreeable that Maimer is not effective Midaraisa, and since Maimer has not affected Midaraisa. In the case of our Mishnah, these two women are coming from two different homes. And if that's the case, why is Dalokha that Yibam is not an option? Because it's Midrabonim. It's only Xayad Rabonim, because Chazal were concerned, Xayad Shem Yamba, Yivam Sabois Meis Achdem Siabmois. As we've often discussed, Dalokha is that if a person passes away without children and he had multiple wives, the Allah is Yibam, and frankly the same Allah applies by Chalitza, is done by one of the wives, to one of the wives, and that is effective for all the wives. Not only is it effective for all of the wives, the Allah will be, you can't do Yibam with more than one wife. But here, since this sister-in-law had Yibam, this sister-in-law had Mimer with, the, with Shimon, and then Shimon died, and will allow, and will say, well, the Mimer is not halachically something that we have to be concerned about. So one wife is coming because she's Ruvain's widow, and one wife is coming because she's Shimon's widow. People would not recognize that. And people will think that two wives from the same home both have to have Yibam. 
in order to avoid such a circumstance, Chazal said that in the case where the brother did Maimer, Chalitz is the only option and not Maimer. Ask the Gemara. So if that's the case, so then what the Gemara now is asking, then Tanakama ought to agree with Rav Shimon, who also, because he's not certain how to treat a woman that had Maimer, so what does Shimon say? We do Yibim to one and Chalitza to the other. So ask the Gemara, and like that we would, why don't we say that, why doesn't Tanakama say the same? For Niabim L'chada, for Nechlitz L'chada. Answers the Gemara, because Chazal were concerned that that they're going to say, that people are going to say that when somebody dies, without children, and he has multiple wives, you should do Yibam and one, and the other women, as we just explained, Allahis don't have to have anything, they'll think you have to have Chalitza. So, ask the Gemara, but what is the downside here? The Yaimru, even if that's what's going to happen, it, there isn't such a big concern, because it's like Rav Shimon said, there's, very, there's nothing to be concerned about. If you're doing Yibam, so if there's a chiv from, if this woman has chayiv yibum from the first husband, you're doing yibum from the first husband. If she's chayiv yibum from the second husband, she'll have yibum from the second husband, and the other woman will have chalitza. Answers the Gemara. If you'll follow that order, that you'll do yibum first, and then chalitza, hachinami, you've solved all your consideration. But the Chazal were concerned, the Tanakama of our Mishnah was concerned, the Zerah, First, they'll do chalitza, and people will think, and then you'll do yibim on the other one. And this situation, there could be a real problem. Because once you've done chalitza by one of them, and as we learned, all the wives of one brother, one chalitza to one of them is, at, is, is what should be done. The kamlei eshla yivna. So the halacha is that once you do chalitza, you can't do yibim in the other wife. Rechman Amar, Kim Shabana Shuvla Yivna. If you did chalitza on one wife, you can't do yibim on the other wife. So now, if the other wife is considered the wife of another brother, so there isn't anything to be concerned about. Because you did chalitza to the wife of one brother, and you did the yibim to the wife of the other brother. But if, as we're learning, there's a concern that maybe she's concerned, maybe she is considered the wife, maybe she is considered the wife of the same brother. The Allah is that once you do chalitza with one wife, you can't do yibum. Frankly, you shouldn't do chalitza even, but certainly you can't do yibum with the other wife of that brother. And this woman may be the other wife of that brother. And because of that concern, because you may reverse the order, instead of doing Yibam and then Chalitza, which would be acceptable as we described when we learned the Mishnah, you'll do it in the reversed order that you'll do Chalitza and then Yibam, which would, which would not be acceptable. That's why Chazal say, just do Chalitza in both. That's what Chacham said, do Chalitza in both. The Allah is that a Yavama cannot get married from cannot get married to another man until Yibam or Chalitza are done. The Mishnah we're going to learn teaches us that if a Yavam gave a get to his Yavimtai before he married her, 
the halacha is that this woman, he can no longer do yibmuot. And the Gemara says that even though this get is only effective midrabonim, because midaraisa, the only way to terminate the relationship with a shemeris yovim is only with chalitza, the rabbanim were geyser that the get should accomplish that much that she, that she can no longer get married to the Syovim or to the brothers. Because Chazal were concerned that if we're going to allow her to get, have Yibam after a get was given, they're going to say that even after Chalitza was done, you could do, you could still marry her. And of course, that is not true. You could only marry her after, you could only marry her if nothing was done. But once a chalitza was done, you can't get married, and people are going to def- mis- uh, make a mistake and say, if I gave her get, then I could get married to her, I could give her chalitza and still get married to her. Moreover, as we often discuss, when the Yavam does a Kedushi, the Rabbanan and Zivintai, which we call Mimer, the halacha is that the Yavam, if he wants to terminate that Mimer, he gives a get. And the Gemara and Afnun Beis is going to discuss, Jeff Hanani has a question, if a Yovam did Mimer in his Yuvintai, or could he give a get to, that will terminate only the Mimer, or will the get also affect the Zika? And the question is, if the get is only effective to the Mimer, she could still be a candidate for Yibam. If it is not that way, then she cannot be a candidate for Yibam. So Amish spoke about three brothers who are married to three women who are not related. One of them died, and that woman fell to Yibam at the moment of death in front of two brothers. The Mishnah continued saying that one of the two brothers, as we learned, Reuven and Saru were married to each other. Reuven passed away, and his Almana, Saru, falls as a Shemeris Yavim to Shimon and Levi. Shimon did Mimer, and then Shimon died. So that we learned in the Mishnah that Levi, now there are two Almanas, the woman who was originally Ruvain's Almana, the Baalus Mimer with Shimon, and Shimon's Almana. So we learned that the Tanakhama, we just finished explaining his opinion, says that you have to, that Chaltzos, both of these women have to receive Chalitza. Amarava, Nos and Get, if before the brother who had, who's passing away, Shimon, the brother who had done Mimer in Ruven Zamona gave a get, Lamamaroi, Hototsurasa. Then the halacha is that the Tsara, the Shimon's Amona, would be able to have Yibam. Because, as we learned before, the reason why Chazal, the Chacham held, they both have to have Chalitza, because Chazal were concerned that people will think that when you have two Yuvamas coming from the same home, one should have chalitza, one should have yibam. But that is only effective if she is a balas mimer. But if she didn't, if the mimer was terminated, and therefore there's no relationship anymore between Shimon and her, so then these are two widows, the Allah is, that are coming from two different homes. And since they're two widows that are coming from two different homes, they're both candidates for yibam. Avil he, but says the Gemara, even though the mimer that she had with Shimon, the mimer that Sarah had with Shimon was terminated with the get, she cannot have Yibam. 
because even though this is not going to be the situation where people are thinking that two wives from the same home both have to be dealt with, but what we are concerned are people are going to say the mechaf of a balasaget. People are going to think that you give you give a get, and that terminates the relationship, and they're going to think that by giving the get, you terminate the relationship, and there is no need for chalitza. In order to avoid that mistake, that's why Chazal said that if you give a get, it's considered like a chalitza. And we don't, as we spoke about a moment ago, that people, we want to do, Chazal makes zeris to avoid people making a mistake and treating a get and chalitza the same way. But Ikadami, there's a different version, the Amarov Nasan Getl Mamoroi, that if Shimon gave a get to the widow of Ruvain that he didn't mime her to, and then he died, I feel he, she could have Yivam too. My Tama, because what's the reason? My Ovid, the get that, that the mimer that he did was undone. My Ovid by Shakli, what he did, he undid. How did he undo it? By giving, how did he undo it? He undid it by giving a get. And now everything goes back to where it started. Since everything went back, to where it started, then the halacha is that the two Yuvamis coming from two different homes. However, the Taisus Yishadim makes a very important point. This halacha that the Gemara now is saying is only applicable, says the Taisus Yishadim, is when Shimon gave the sket, the, he, he clearly articulated that what he means to do with the sket is to terminate the mimer. But if he did not say so, so there people may think that what was Shimon's intention with this? Shimon's intention with this was to, to terminate the Zika. And even though it isn't an effective means of terminating a Zika Midaraisa, people will make this mistake and therefore under these circumstances explain she should only get everybody would agree even the Ikadamri, that she's only a candidate for Chalitza. Says the Mishnah, You have two brothers who are married to two sisters, and one died, and then and then the second brother's wife died. So the Allah is that at the moment of death, she was an Achois Isha. Since at the moment of death, she was an Achois Isha, and as we discussed quite extensively in the first parak of Amasechta, the Tarek Dasha says, that there's an Isra Achais Isha. Now, that Isra Achais Isha, however, falls away. Because when one's wife dies, this Achais Isha falls away. Still, this sister will not be a candidate for Yibam or Chalitza. Hareza Sura Lava Lamas. She will remain Osur. Because the reason is, since at the moment of death she was Osur, because at that moment she was in a Chais Ishtoi, since at that moment she was in a Chais Ishtoi, remain, she remains Osur even when the Isra Chais Isha is lifted. So Amish is teaching us that a woman who becomes disqualified because for whatever reason, for Yibam Mechalitz at the moment of death, remains that way forever. We learned in the Mishnah, on Daf Lamed Amen Aleph, 
where we had three brothers, two are married to two sisters, and the third brother is married to a woman who's not related. And we learned in the Mishnah that if one of the brothers who's married to one of the two sisters died, and then that wife had Yibam with the brother who's not married to a sister, and the halach is that even though since she was also the Israelites Ishtoi, and then the sister passed away, and the brother who married her, who was married to her, passed this away, that this sister, now this woman who fell to Yibam once falls to Yibam again. Now there's no issue of Achais Ishtai. Still, since she was Osir at the beginning, the first time she fell to Yibam, to the brother who's married to her sister, it remains like that forever. Says the Gemara. Let's think about this. In that case, the woman whose sister is married to one of the brothers was not pushed out was not pushed out from Yibam. She can't have Yibam with our sister's husband, with Shimon, but she was able to have Yibam with the other brother. Yet, said the, said the Mishnah, as we just repeated, She was a candidate for Yibam. She wasn't a candidate with the brother who was married to her sister, but she was a candidate with the other brother. We still say, that Amrit life for this brother, she will remain disqualified forever. Hocha, in the case that we identified in our Mishnah, which in the case of our Mishnah, she was at the moment of death, as we explained, not a candidate for Yibam at all. Because there was only one surviving brother, and that one surviving brother was married to her sister. That she is not a candidate for Yibum. Certainly, like Koshke, the Allah is that once she's not a candidate, she can never become a candidate. Answers the Gemara. So, why did we need to have our Mishnah? Answers the Gemara. Tana, ha, Tana Beresha. First, our Mishnah was, the first Mishnah that was taught was our Mishnah. But the thinking was, that in the case of the Mishnah on Daf Lamid, the Allah will actually be that she should be mutter for Yibam. Because since she was a candidate for Yibam, and the disqualification to this brother no longer exists, she should be able to have Yibam to that brother. But then they decided, that then Chazal decided that even in that case she's not a candidate for Yibam. Why? Because once she becomes disqualified to this brother, the Mishnah on the Aflamid on base teaches us that she remains disqualified forever. The, and that's a bigger Chiddush than our Mishnah. And because that's a bigger Chiddush, because that's a bigger Chiddush, it was mentioned first. And therefore, as we just asked, actually the Mishnah that we just learned today doesn't really represent the Chiddush. But once that, the mission that we learned now was incorporated in the, in the body of Mishnayas, they keep that mission in its place. And as we often explain, because they learned Tarish Balpeh. They learned everything Balpeh. They learned everything orally. And if you're going to learn, if you're going to memorize something, it's, and then you're going to tell the person that memorized it that he should take it out, what's going to happen is that it's very possible the person's going to get confused. And of course, we don't want anybody to get confused. So in order to avoid 
that type of confusion, Chazal said, just don't, Chazal said, just leave it, even though it doesn't, as we said, represent a Chiddush. Says the Gemara Tanar Abonim, that if somebody did Yibam on his sister-in-law, on his brother's wife, who also happens to be a Chais Ishtoy, the Loch is, he's Chayiv, he's going to be Chayiv for two Averis, Meshem Eish because as we often say, this Eishas Ach is a very serious Isser Erva. Only under the right conditions, only under the prescribed conditions, does that Isser fall away. If the prescribed conditions aren't there, she remains an Eishas Ach. So therefore, in this case, where because she's also an Achois Ishtoi, the, it's not a place for Yibam. The Allah is, the Issa of Eshesach is the only Issa that's taken into consideration. Ask the Gemara, how could you say so? Vatanya, haven't we learned in the Brisa? Rav Shimon Oimer, Ein Achayev El Meshum Achayisha. In that Brisa, Rav Shimon agrees there's only one Issa. But the one Issa that's identified in that Brisa is this of Achayisha, not Eshesach. Answers the Gemara Loikasha. Can Nosachai Vakach Nosav Meis that if he got married to his wife first, so the Isser of Achois Ishoi preceded the Isser of Eishas Ach. That's when, says Reb Shimon, that the only Isser he'll violate is the Isser of Achois Ishoi, the Khan. But in a situation where the brother married the sister of the woman who he eventually will marry, then that the Isser Eishas Ach came before the Isser Achoisisha, that's the previous Brysa where if Shimon says you'll only be over Feishasach. Says the Gemara, Rav Shimon, why in a case, Hechedenosa Hames, where it was first Eishasach, Vakach Nosa Chai, and then there's Achois Ishtoi, Kivan the Isser Achois Ishalachaya. So Rav Shimon obviously is of the opinion, as we're going to be discussing extensively in our Kamishurim, that it ain't Issachalalisser. So the Isser Eishas Ach was here first. Because the Isser Eishas Ach was here first, so then she never got the Isser of Achois Isha. So if she never got the Isser of Achois Isha, and now the brother died without children, so she should be a perfect candidate for Ibum because she's an Eishas Ach of a brother who died without children. Answers Amr of Ashi. Says Rav Ashi, even if we say, ain't Isser al Isser, what that means is that not that the Issa completely disappears. It's hanging in the air. And the moment, the Poka the moment that the Issa falls away, that moment, that's when the Issa falls into place. And therefore, since that Issa never fell away, that's why the is she remains also. And there's a machlaikis Rishinim and Achrainim how to understand this Gemara. Some Rishinim explain the Gemara that because there's the Isra Chois Isha waiting in the air, so to speak, that makes that the Isra Ashis Ach doesn't that the Isra Ashis Ach doesn't fall away. That means even though normally when the brother dies without children the wife 
this Reishas Ach, as we explain often in Amasechta, is lifted. In this situation, this Reishas Ach is not lifted. Why is it not lifted? Because at the moment it will be lifted, this Rechais Isha will come right into its place. Other Rishonim say, no, when a brother dies without children, this Reishas Ach is lifted. Here, this Reishas Ach is lifted, but in its place falls in this Rechais Isha. Moreover, Reb Chaim Oizer and Dachiezer explains even deeper. Reb Chaim Oizer explains that when we say ain't Nisachal Alisser, and this is going to be a big concept in today's shir, it means that you can't get punished for the second Avera. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. I think what Reb Chaim Oizer means to say is we can't deny the reality. The reality is that this woman is an Achais Isha. There's a special halacha of Ein Esachal Aliser. But the Ein Esachal Aliser doesn't mean that this woman isn't also because she's an Achais Isha. And therefore, since she in reality is an Achais Isha, that's why she can't be a candidate for Yiva Mechalitza. So we begin now the second, we begin the second, the issue of Ein Esachal Aliser. And the reason is, once something is usur, you can't make it more usur. There are, however, exceptions, as we're going to learn, where everybody agrees that isachal alisur, or certain tanoim, even if they normally hold, ain't isachal alisur. One is a situation where the two isurim come simultaneously. Ain't isachal alisur is like the examples that we had in our Gemara where the Isha was first an Eishasach, and then became an Achois Isha, or vice versa, she was first an Achois Isha, and then she became an Eishasach. But if they come, if both Isurim come together, then this rule doesn't apply. Then there's something known, as we're going to be discussing extensively in Mitzvah Shem and Ashurim, something known as Isim Moisif, that the second Isur carries with it a Chumrah that the first Isur did not have. That means... And we have a woman that's a grusha. And now she became a chalola. A woman who's a grusha is not allowed to marry a koyin, but she's allowed to eat truma. That means if she comes from a family that's kohanim, the Allah is that she gets divorced and she has no children, she's allowed to eat truma. If she becomes a chalola, she becomes also in truma. So since the, the, this something became also to this woman, that wasn't also previously, there we say Issachal Alisser. And Issachal is an example that if the second Isser includes other things that were not on the first Isser, that means if the second Isser was so, an Ashish, let's say you have a woman who's an Ashish, and then a woman's Ashish, of course, is Usser. Then this woman became a mother-in-law. This mother-in-law, the mother-in-law is also even to more people. That's considered, an isa, that is considered an isa, that is considered an isakoil. Why? Another example. If a Baal, we'll speak about it in the, a Baal Mum that does avoider when he's Tomei. At the beginning, he was only also Baal Voida. Once he became Tomei, He's also not allowed to eat kachin. So that's considered a nisakaitl. So it begins the Gemara. The Gemara said, the Bryce that we first quoted said, that according to 
Rabbi if you have a woman who's both an Eishas Ach and an Achais Isha, and this Yavam does Yibam in her, he'll be over two Averis. This is Eishas Ach and this is Achais Isha. Asked, that means Rabbi Yossi seemingly is not subscribing to the concept of Ein Eishachal Alisser. Ask the Gemara, does that mean Vesavar Rabbi Yossi Eishachal Alisser? Vatanya. The Bryce says, Over Avera, if somebody did an Avera with a woman that is also to him for two different reasons, that each one of these Averas has a different Chiv Misa. That which, which, which Misa do we give him? Tanakam says, we look which is the more serious Avera, which is the most serious Misa, and that's the Misa we give him. You give him whatever was the first Avera, even if it's the lesser Misa. Vitanya says the Gemara, and says the Brisa, illustrate. What does that mean? You have a woman who was your mother in law, a mother in law who's an Almona, and then. Nasus Ishish, and then she gets married. So we give him, and then he had relations with this woman. He gets the Misa for having relationship with a mother-in-law, which is Srefa. But let's say it was the other way around. Your mother-in-law was married. She was an Ishish. And afterwards she became Chamoisi. She became your mother-in-law. You get the Misa of an Ishish, which is Chenek, which is, which is a lesser Misa than Srefa. So now the question is, we clearly see that Rabbi Yossi holds a Nisachal Alisser. And how are we going to explain Rabbi Yossi saying that when a woman is both an Isha and when Isha is both a Chais Isha and Isha Sach, she gets both. Says the Amr of Ruah, As we just mentioned, that in the case of Issa Moisif, there we say Isachal Alisser. That means if there's more of an Isser with a second Isser, that she became Usser to more men than to the man she was already Usser, then the Allah is Issachal Alisser. What's the explanation? That since the second Isser was Chal, was effective for these other people, because those other people were not Usser to this woman previously, so even though this man was Usser to this woman, but since it was also now to other men, it also becomes also to him. That's called an Issa So now let's think about this. This woman, this, when he married the sister, so she was also to him because of a chais isha. But that means he can't marry any of his sisters. But his other brothers can marry the sister of the woman that he's married to. It's an example that we speak about often in our Masechta, brothers marrying sisters. Now, the brother married a sister. When the brother married a sister, so now that woman became also to all of that brother's brothers, Eishasach. So since that, all the other brothers became also because of Eishasach, so therefore, he too becomes also he too becomes also to her because of Eishas Ach, even though she was already also to him because of a Chais Ishtai. But 
in the case of an Asia sister becomes a mother-in-law, that she was ready also to the whole world. An Asia sister is also to the whole world. Since the Asia sister is also to the whole world, when she becomes his mother-in-law, there is no Issamaisif. And since there is no Issamaisif, there is no, there, there is no, we can't say that we'll treat her as, as a Chamaisai. However, in a case where she was first his mother-in-law, an unmarried mother-in-law, and then she becomes an Ashish, so then she does become also to more people. Till now she was only also to him, her son-in-law. Now she becomes also to the whole world because she's an Ashish. So there, the din would be, given the examples, that, given what we're learning, it ought to be Issachal al And that Isser Ashish should be Chal. Well, why is it not Chal? Because the Isser or it is Chal, but it doesn't have a practical application. Because the Isser Chamoisoi, which came previously, carries with it the Isser Sreifa. The Isser Ashish, which is truly Chal, but has, but we're not going to give him the smaller punishment for the, for the Isser that came second. We're going to give her the more serious punishment for the very that came first. So says the Gemara, the Mishnah, Rabbi Yossi spoke about both cases, where she's an Eishas Ach and Achois Isha. So says the Gemara, now we understand. In a situation where the Isra Achois Isha came, and then the Isra Eishas Ach came. So we understood, as we just explained, because of the concept of Isra Moisif, why Rabbi Yossi will say that the Isra Eishas Ach is Chal on this Achois Isha. Why? The Migu de Tois of Isser Lagaba Achim. This woman became now also to all the brothers because she became an Ashish Ach. So it's another Tois of, so therefore Tois of Isser Lagaba Didai. Even though she was already also to this brother because she's an Achais Isha, but the Isser Ashish Ach is an Isser Maisif and that's understandable. But ask the Gemara, Ella, how will Rabbi Yais, how will we understand Rabbi Yais's Opinion in a case, in a case where she was first an Eishasach, and then she became an Achais Isha, my Issa Moisif Ika. What is the Issa Moisif? Says the Gemara, and therefore, why would Rabbi Yossi said in both cases? It didn't make a difference in the way Rabbi Yossi expressed his opinion if this Eishasach came first or this Achais Isha came first. But the way we're learning, if indeed the Isra Chois Isha came first, so then Eishas Ach is an Isra Moisif. But if the Isra Eishas Ach came first, why would Rabbi Yossi say that you also chayif for Isra Chois Isha? The Chitema, and you'll say Miga the Itzah B'Kol because now the Allah is he was only Osir in Eishas Ach, but the moment he marries this woman, he becomes Osir in the hall of her sisters. That is considered Isra Kailahu. That is not what was mentioned. It's a moisif that is only when that woman becomes more also to this man. What does that mean? Till now this woman was only in a chais isha, and now this woman is to this man also in Israel's ach. And when the brother, however, in a case where it was a Isra, where there was already an Israel's ach, and then he marries his sister, the chais isha Isr, doesn't affect him. The Chais Isha only affects other brothers. 
that all Achayis Ishtar only affects all the other men who are married to sisters of this woman. Since it doesn't affect him, that's not called an Issa Moisif. That's an Issa Kailu. And says the Gemara, an Issa Kailu, Rabbi Yosef doesn't hold us. El Amarava, says the Gemara. So if that's the case, if Rabbi Yosef doesn't hold so why would Rabbi Yossi hold when she was an Isha's Isha's Ach, she should also become an Achais Isha Isha. Says the Gemara, what Rabbi Yossi meant to say was, it's considered as if he did two Averis, but he's only Chayiv Ala Achis. That means, he teched, as I said before, he really did two Averis. He had relations both with, an, with a woman who has an Isha Isha's Ach and a Chais Isha. But, as far as punishment is concerned, he only gets punishment for the Israel Shasach that came first. The Kenki, also Ravan Am, Malani, Lovki, Lotshtayim, it's considered like he did two Averis, Venechai Velachis. But ask the Gemara, what, what is the Nafkamina? If he is, if, if he's a, if he did two Averis, did one Avera, if Rabbi Yoyce is agreeing that he only gets punished for the Israel Shasach, Lamai Nafkamina, says the Gemara, the question is, people are buried with Rishor. People are buried with people who are like them. And if this person did two Averis, he's buried with people who did serious Averis. The Aloha, the Gemara Masechtas and Hedrin discusses that even people who were put to death by Besdin were not all put to death in the same place. The people who were burned to death with Skil and Tzrefa, which are the more serious Mises Besden, had a separate cemetery. Here too, this person, even Rabbi Yossi will agree, will be Chayef, will be Chayef in a more, to be buried in the place of people who did a more serious Avera. Agamara now just introduced the concept that where a person should be buried. And the Gemara, as we said, in the Sanhedrin, that Memvav, that Memzayin, teaches that it's also to bury a tzaddik near Russia. Not only is it also to bury a tzaddik near Russia, but even a person who did less Averis should not be buried next to a person who did more Averis. And therefore, explains the Neut Behuda, as our Gemara is teaching us, the Aloha is that the person who did Two ave- the do these two averis, even though because of the halach of enes achal aliser, it's not considered that he's going to violate the iser of achayis isha, but he still has to do tshuva for that avera. When we speak about the obligation not to bury rishoyim near tzedikim, the sham tzuyam says that the distance has to be eight amis, and the mechzalazer says that that distance has to be maintained even if there is a wall separating the Rosh and the Tzaddik. Deimer Yosha disagrees. He says that if there's a wall separating the Rosh and the Tzaddik, you don't need to have that eight armor distance. And in fact, the Imri Yosha says there is a minig that certain Tzaddikim are buried in oil. They're buried like in a separate type of a building. And the reason he explains why that minig becomes, and the reason for that minig explains the Yaisher, is because 
we're always concerned who is the person buried next to the tzaddik. And it's difficult to have that the person buried next to the tzaddik is on the same madregas of the tzaddik. By building an oil means you have a wall, and that separates between the rosh and the tzaddik. So the Bnei Soscher in a Sefer Agra de Pirka, explains why is it's so important to separate Russia from the tzaddik. So he explains that even though when a person leaves the world, his neshama goes up to Shemayim and his body remains in this world, periodically the neshama of a tzaddik, says the Agri the Parika, comes back to this world, reconnects with his body to teach him Divrei Torah. It explains the Agatha Parka that the neshama of the tzaddik will not, will refuse to come back, will refuse to come back to this world, will refuse to come back to this world in order to stay away from a Russia. So the tzaddik's next to Russia, it, 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 it prevents him from being able to ever reconnect with his neshama and learn Torah. Furthermore, Based on our Gemara, we're learning that Allah is that even if a, a person won't get punished for another Avera, it doesn't take away the fact that the more Averas you do, the more the more serious it is. So I saw the Shah Zachuva's Torah Lishma discusses a situation where it was in a world where people were forced to work on Shabbos. And there was an individual who was forced to work on Shabbos, but he has the opportunity somehow not to have to work on Shabbos. He'll, oh, he has a choice to work on Shabbos or should he work on Shabbos, which is also Yom Kippur? Should he try to avoid doing so? Or anyway, he's going to have to work on Shabbos. Says the Shalz HaTshuva's Torah Lishma, based on our Gemara, here we're seeing that more Averis even if they don't bring an extra oinish, are still considered something to be concerned with. So if somebody could work on Shabbos versus working on Shabbos, which is Yom Kippur, the Allah is that he's that he's should try to avoid so. Reb Chaim Briska said from our Gemara, we learn that the person who did the second Avera in a circumstance of Enes Achalaliser is considered as if he did a full-fledged Aveira. There's a detail that you can't get an Einish for that Aveira. But besides for that detail, that you don't get an Einish for that Aveira, it's considered equivalent to having done the Aveira. There are other Achroinim who disagree with Reb Chaim Brisker, and their opinion is that even though Agamara clearly is indicating that the person who does the second Aveira is considered as if he did an Aveira, it doesn't have the same level as if the person who really does an Aveira where there is no Enes involved.